Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Boy in Love by the Bells. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing this evening? Hello, 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 hello. You know, why do you always bring us in? Why can't I just say, hi, everybody? This is Carl from the 9420 podcast. Why do you always get it, Nicole? Because I'm the girl. Oh, that's that's the girl thing? Oh, it has its privileges. I bring us in and I bring us out. There you go. And then then you and Greg take it off. You know what's funny? When you're on the New York subway, the announcements that come over the PA are all female. No, no, no. The female ones are the ones saying like, "You please watch your step." You know, they're all like, all like the the sensitive, nice ones are are a woman, but then the male one is always watch out for the closing doors. As you, they're more the authoritative ones. It's even sexist on the New York subway. Mm. The voices. The woman does the nice things, and the man does the please. If you see a bag, call some. You know. You know <laughs> It's crazy. Have you have you spent a lot of time in the subway since the uh, pandemic? I haven't been I haven't been on the subway since March of last year. Are you serious? I have not been down there, man. I wonder if it's uh, the same or if it's deserted. No, it's em- it's empty. It's kind of looks like the Warriors. You remember that movie? No, I don't. 
Well, we skipped right over the music part this week again. Well, we always do because we're always we're just rude people. But the bells, yeah, I, I like that track. It's it's it, it's it's cool. It's it's definitely a today kind of track. It's a toe tapper. You know? I was tapping my toe. The trio, they're really good together. Like when they, I don't know. There's just something about them. Track that, has a good feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they keep putting out really good stuff too. They used to be, I think they used to be a duo. They were, and then they became a trio. I think last year they toured with Jojo Siwa, that mm-hmm. Disney star, right? Yeah. So yeah, so they, they got some stuff going on. Very cool. How did Very they cool. find uh, the podcast? How did they find us? Through the YEP Facebook group. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the YEP Facebook group. I think they're a bunch of engaged music enthusiasts, right? They are. I mean, I probably get like six to eight different notifications throughout the day of just people posting in there, not even self-promotion because you're really not supposed to do that. But like just asking questions about, hey, I'm wanting this type of guitar. Who's had experience with this? And what sound engineer is available to do this for me? And does anyone have any recommendations for this? So it's actually a really good group if you're a musician in the Nashville area to kind of be involved in. That whole kind of community-based thing. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. (laughs) So this week we kind of have a topic, right? We do. What's the topic, Carl? Um, <laughs> I have I have a feeling there's going to be some rules added tonight too. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe or maybe not. You know, I'm in, I'm in a kind of a, a free from rules mode mood today. Is we'll it see. because the topic is about self awareness? It's about self awareness. Like you know, like you know, I think, and and that kind of cuts into the question of the week. Uh oh. I, I, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes right into the question of the week. This week, which is, um, what is it again? It is, how important is self-awareness to an artist or for an artist? As an artist, right. Mm -hmm. About being self-aware. So that's the question. And and I think it's funny because something happened Saturday night that is kind of along these lines. And I had one viewpoint on it. And then since I've heard other viewpoints, it's been a a kind of topic. And now I've changed a little bit. But Phoebe Bridges... She was yeah, on, she was on S- SNL. SNL the other night. And uh, she's just kind of like attractive 25-year-old or so, you know, kind of alternative pop. And the second song she played, at the very end, she kind of like drops to her knees and starts like pushes the distort pedal and starts, you know, playing some bar chords. At the very end, she starts, does a, a, a Pete Townsend and starts to try to break her guitar over the monitor and destroy their instruments, right? And as I see this, I'm going, it bothered me. Mm. Because I thought it was just a totally contrived act. Right. You know, it, to me, when The Who did it, it was more of the time. It was, and, and if you ever watch The Who, like watch The Who, anyone who doesn't, hasn't seen this, Google The Who on the Smothers Brothers show back in 67, you know, when they blew up the drums and they were destroying the instruments. These guys were committed. They blew up <laughs> the drums, man. They destroyed their instruments. Mm-hmm. They literally like, and the anger and the angst because they were singing my generation and it kind of all fit to me. You know what I mean? On top of that, too, when she did it, the song that she just played wasn't necessarily reminiscent of like smashing a guitar or something like that. It was contrived maybe, but... It worked because we're all talking about it. If everybody's talking about it, I I guess I'll, I didn't see it. So I guess I'll go back and watch. And I I know what I'm going, I know what I'm going to see. And I, I know what my reaction will be. It's always the same. It's like, it's, it's silly. It's, uh, it pulls me out 
of the performance. It's drama. You know? it, it, it's pre. It's contrived drama. It wasn't, you know, because it didn't even look like authentic. And then the girl behind her, you know, they tried to do it too. They're all wearing these like skeleton outfits, like costumes. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of cool. But anyway, well, my little confession is that you know, I I didn't I didn't really like or enjoy the punk aesthetic on anything, you know. So when people would start throwing instruments around or or knocking amplifiers over or all that kind of crazy stuff like you know that i think the who did rather well and it was kind of interesting and shocking when they did it but um uh you know i i've i've never enjoyed it i've never i've never liked well one little anecdote i know why that how that started supposedly the story i heard is townsend the who in the early early on they're playing some like small little dance club right and the stage was really high and the ceiling was low and, and Townsend just moved his guitar, right? Mm-hmm. And to swing it and it went into the ceiling and broke. Yeah, right. You know, by accident. He saw the reaction the crowd gave. He goes, wow, they like this. So he just went with it, you know, like in the moment. And like, they just ate it up. He goes, hey, we got to put this into our act, you know? And supposedly they started stealing guitars and stuff just so they could keep up with breaking stuff every show. And I've seen know? many people, you know, like kind of push amps over there or, you know, you know, knock heads off that aren't working properly or they get frustrated or if slapping it's real, microphones so that, down. You know, that's, I've seen that's that the different. It didn't seem, it seemed a bit contrived and, and didn't seem authentic. I, th- I think that's why she's getting a lot of like, you know, uh, getting a lot of press about it. Yeah. But yeah, so again, self-awareness. So does that kind of fit with that in any way? Or You know, I, I think that self-awareness for me, I spend actually quite a bit of time thinking about it and talking about it uh, in my work with um, drug and, and alcohol addiction. Uh, self-awareness is really super important. For people in recovery, turns out we're not very skilled. We're not very self-aware if we're active in addiction. So I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it. I don't know how it relates to creative folks in that I think that you can be focused or you can be driven and you can kind of be mindful and in the moment in whatever it is your artistic aspiration is. And I think that you don't necessarily have to be self-aware of um, how peculiar that might be or or how isolating that might be. The, the, the self-awareness I'm talking about is like, is what you're doing good or quality. A lot of artists, because they can hear about the music that gets released, you know, or the music we get sent, you know, good, you know, majority of the stuff we get. Is subpar, yeah. You know, and just because it's on Spotify, which which nowadays we know doesn't mean much. Anybody has nineteen dollars to pay distro kid to put their stuff on stuff on Spotify. You know, I, I think that a lot of artists uh, have have this kind of innate lack of confidence, and they, you know, they it, it's difficult because they might identify as being perfectionist, but they also have kind of an extreme. Uh, they're hyper self-aware as opposed to, you know, like able to put things in the right perspective. So they end up kind of um, sabotaging themselves sometimes, you know, so. I want an insecure artist to a degree. Yeah. Because to me, they make the better art. The ones that are like, you know, I I, I make fun of of my rules and stuff, but, (laughs) you know, never have confidence. But in reality, you know, no kidding aside, there should be some self-doubt in any good artist. Because that's what I think, 
that's what I think pushes the art. Yeah, but you can't you can't have too much. You can't take you put too much stock in what other people say about your work. You know your performance or the reviews of your last album. I mean, none of that should really matter. So you should be self aware enough to know that. You know, one of the, one of the great sayings in recovery that I that I end up telling people on a regular basis is that what other people think of me is none of my business. And that <laughs> if I, if I can, if I can live that through, uh, I think that that puts me in a pretty good place emotionally, uh, psychologically. So uh, that's kind of a, a, a self-awareness that it's like, you know, all the, all my blind spots, all the stuff that people talk about me or about my work or their opinions of what I've created, that stuff really shouldn't matter to me much, you know. But I'll but I'll put this out to artists, you know, being a songwriter myself. This is one thing I I truly believe. I think I'm pretty self-aware. I have my own barometer that I trust. And when I'm writing, you know, and this has been always, if I have to ask you what do you think of this line, the odds are it's the wrong line. Because when I write a song that I know is is the right line, you know, even though there's a right yeah, or wrong, but in my that. mind, yeah. I just feel it. I know it's right. I don't need your approval or, or opinion. Right. I just know it's right. If I have to ask you, what do you think of this? Usually because I don't really believe in it myself. You know, that's why. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that early on in people's careers, maybe they listen a little more to, you know, outside opinions of what they're doing, what they're up to. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that you 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 basically gain experience in your creative life by putting stuff out there and kind of gauging the reaction. Um, I was uh, I just recently saw a thing on um, an interview with Todd Rundgren, who I think is a really creative guy, really cool guy, and he he basically has always approached his career from a producer engineer perspective, not from an artist perspective, and. He right. said, he said basically that freed him up not caring really what you know what he was doing as an artist he just what didn't want to do anything that was repeatable he wanted to do original he, things he, he could be objective to his own material as exactly. a, as a just exactly. the overview exactly and uh he he could really could care less whether or not but then what do you do with guys like Paul McCartney I don't think he has self-awareness anymore I think that's I think, possible. I think that's. I possible. think he's so revered mm-hmm. and and on such a high pedestal of who he is and what he does is that he's like the emperor's new clothes kind of guy, you know. Oh yeah, man. I don't think he. I don't think he can tell because he's just Paul McCartney. So if he just says anything, oh wow, it's great, it's Paul McCartney. And like, I think he's lost his self awareness to some degree. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, you know. I was going to say, and you even touched on that back in the episode where you kind of reviewed McCartney's latest album and right. the fact that it just wasn't up to the standards that it is Paul McCartney. Maybe it's a ridiculous standard, but when you're the guy who like basically like were one of the um, architects of rock and of roll pop and as well, of pop yep, music, yep. you know, like anyway, what, how about we play another tune and then uh, we'll get to our question. How's that sound? Sounds good. This song is called. Don't You Leave? Don't You Leave. By Nigel Passy. And he's from England, too. Kind of cool.
climb The bridges that I've had to burn And you fail to see how you've changed To me you're just falling apart Yet you're standing here telling me now That you're ready to tear us apart Don't you leave, don't you dare say bye to me Nigel Passy, Don't You Leave. But that song was kind of cool. I like Nigel because he's kind of definitely, again, a retro artist, like from the 70s. It's a 70s like, throwback thing. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Dan Fogelberg record. You're right, but a little more English-leaning to it. Yeah, but it has, I, like, I just think it's cool. Weird, like, I like it. Different different ch- changes, different, you know, loud, soft musicians come in, then it's the whole band, then just the piano again. It's kind of like the way they used to make records back then, very... 
not like the way they do them today. You know, which when, when, I like. When I was listening to that, I, I was struck by the idea that in the very first verse, there is like, I mean, two of the most overt cliches written into the verse. There's, uh, he talks about uh, mountains to climb and um, bridges to burn. And I'm thinking to myself, these are cliches. I didn't care. I, I just like it that much. I didn't care. And the the the, the rhyme, the verse kind of ends in a nice, very simple rhyme. Yeah, you're right. So he, that, I, was like, again, I didn't it's, care, it's, you know, I just didn't care. That can be done. Yeah. Like, I, I, I agree that it's, it's such a weird, like, sometimes cliches can be used yep. and they're not trite. They cut, they work. Yeah, it worked. Songwriting is a, is a weird, like alchemy, you know, yep. it's like, <laughs> you never know what's going to work and why it's going to work. And, but when it does, it's like, it's kind of magic. It's like people who've written hit songs or what have become hit songs don't know it either. It's just like, it's not like there's a formula. Some days it, they'll stumble on it and it really isn't skill. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's, it's not. So there's a flip side to self-awareness that we didn't actually even touch on yet. The self-awareness that artists have around other people and how it affects their careers. And specifically when it comes to the Morgan Wallen scandal that has been happening in the country music industry this last week. Have you heard about that, Greg? We're going to go there. Well, I mean, it just... I, I mean, I, I do find it interesting, but I probably don't have a very... Um woke view of the whole thing i don't know much about the guy the video that i saw uh, a snippet of it appeared to me that he had kind of used the derogatory term in an ironic way much the way that the black community uses it it requires me to uh, make an assessment of as to his character at large, and I'm uncomfortable with that. Well, for me, it kind of brings to light the self-awareness of the type of environment that we're currently in, because once this story or scandal hit, I mean, he immediately was dropped from his label, dropped from his management company, uh, pulled off of streaming sites. Um, I'm pretty sure the the Academy of Country Music Awards, like, dis disbarred him or I don't even know what the word is from like well the word is canceled him he, well he they canceled him and it's the debate this week at least is there's people who are absolutely saying that he should have been canceled and then you actually have people that are coming to defend him and saying that there's a whole different side to this person and that there's no um, even wiggle room in the culture now for even some sort of self-awareness and forgiveness I agree the pendulum swings wide. And that's what I'm going to say about that. But there was a movie with Adam Sandler called Big Daddy or something, mm -hmm. where all of a sudden he, he has this like six-year-old kid, six-year-old son. Well, let me tell you the story. So in one of the scenes where the kid's taking a bath and he's got a bathing suit on and he, and, and, and he goes, why am I wearing a bathing suit in the bath? He goes, hey, you're a kid. I'm an adult. Kids are new to the, I don't know what the deal is, so just wear the bathing suit and shut up, you know? And I think that's what you do with this right now. In, in this environment today, you cannot utilize that terminology at this, in this day and age, so just don't. So that's basically what I would say about it. Whether it's right, what am I going to judge him as a person? I don't know what it's in his heart. It doesn't matter. The point is- It makes me uncomfortable swings to, to uh, essentially say that certain factions- 
of society own certain words. That they makes do. me they do. They do. Well, well, then, well, um, you know what it is? Because they're it's words. Like, again, it, it, and, it's well, all about again, the context. My mother would call me all the time, Carl, you're getting fat. When I was a kid, you're getting fat. Look how fat you are. You look ridiculous. She said to me, if I was outside, you know, outside, like on one of her friends said, oh, look at Carl, he's getting really fat. And she'd say, don't you call my son fat? Because she is my family. She could call me fat. But don't <laughs> anyone outside of my family call me call me fat. It's only in the family. Yeah, you understand my right. analogy? Yeah. That's the whole thing. I get it. That's I what get it's that. about. I understand it. And especially today, you know, with everyone's got a cell phone and everyone's in this gotcha mode. Just be, you got to be careful when you're in the, you well, and that's, but that's why the self-awareness topic kind of bleeds into that. Cause you have to be self-aware about what you're saying, even if it's in the moment and who, who's around you. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was, apparently I didn't think I a rule was going to come up, but a rule did come up. What is it? Carl? Only, your, only your mother can call you fat. <laughs> <laughs> if someone other than your mother calls you fat, how dare you call my son there fat? There you go. I get that. That's the I rule. That. Before we get off this topic, I do want to uh, say something about my distaste for this whole cancel culture that is developing out there. As far as I'm concerned, it's impossible for people to, quotes, cancel me. So, you know, I mean, I... I think this whole thing about like, oh, he lost his record deal. He lost his publicist. He lost his, um, I don't know what else he lost. Uh, I think that's all really disingenuous. And I think that the. Oh, I love it. I, I think, I think we should cancel more. Unless, stuff. unless anyway. the, um, unless the label has announced that they're taking, uh, the quadruple sales that they've realized, since this incident and they're actually donating them to black lives matter or something like other than that it's just disingenuous to say we've canceled him again like what i was saying you're confusing cancel culture with hypocrisy you know <laughs> just because you can cancel someone doesn't mean you can't be a hypocrite well i feel like this brings up a whole nother rule then what's the rule cancel everything duh no. <laughs> Are you espousing cancel culture, Carl? I don't. I, I, I won't be able to go forward in the podcast if you're going to start canceling. You know, I don't stuff. care. I just, you know I who, think who's canceling it? People who like Morgan Wallen are still going to listen to his music. You know, and believe it or not, well, his record sales went up this week. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they. So did. like, it's like it's just you know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. You know, well, you know, let's see what somebody else had to say. All right. Let's see what this Lisa Gentile, our question of the week. Let's hear what um, it is. Lisa Gentile. Gentile was saying about how important is self-awareness for an artist. Hi, my name is Lisa, and I'm happy to be here answering this week's question. So I think self-awareness is very important for an artist and songwriters especially because it's about knowing who you are and what you stand for. What message are we putting out into the world through our music? As artists, we need to be vulnerable in order to reach people authentically, and that can be really scary at times, especially when we're dealt criticism and rejection on a daily basis. But the more self-aware we become, the more inner strength we possess, which in turn leads to self-confidence. And hopefully that confidence allows us to share our most authentic selves with our audience. Nice. Certainly a hell of a lot more articulate than we were. Yeah, I like her answer a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's hear what we have. We have, we have. we have someone else before we continue. Let's hear what Ivory of Roxanne, right? Ivory of Roxanne. Yep. And they just released their new EP. Okay. Which we'll probably feature soon. Let's see what Ivory had to say. Self-awareness as an artist is extremely important. If you're a hundred percent you and have a complete understanding of who you are as a person and an artist, that's what you're putting out there. And that's what people are going to see. And as a duo, Morgan and I try to be as authentic, transparent, and honest and true to ourselves as we can be. And that's going to shine through in our music and our career and our life. And we just are extremely blessed to be able to play music together every day and get to be on this journey with your best friend. It's it's truly an amazing experience. And we appreciate all the support we've been getting on this EP and continue streaming it, continue downloading it. We appreciate all the love. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for asking us to do the question of the week. We are Roxanne. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited that they came out with some new music. They did. They did one of our showcases a few years back and they were great. I think the, the, uh, it, it was mentioned the, the, the vulnerable part, which I think is, I think we've, we've kind of danced around that on occasion, the idea that it's like that self doubt that Carl you've mentioned where, you know, you like for your artists to have a little of that self doubt, a little of that, um, kind of not not so uh confident in in their view or their creations uh and i think that's an a, another term for that is vulnerability and i think that i think it does make for better art if you will or content vulnerability, well, that might be the better yeah. word instead of self-doubt called vulnerability to be able to be confident yeah. to express your yeah, vulnerability exactly. how's that sound I yeah we've done we a bit of therapeuting here today Ooh. I like that term. Yeah. I have not heard well, of that We call one. it therapeuting. You ready to get out of this, Carl? I got nothing else to say. I think, you know, we <laughs> yeah. should cancel this episode right now. All right, let's just cancel it. It'll never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah. so, and because you're the girl, you're going to talk I'm gonna us out? I'm going to talk us out of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For all of the links to anything that we talked about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next episode, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.